You are listening to episode number 113 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. Master the self-coaching model, a full coaching call. Want to see what it's like on a call inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club and get a deeper understanding of the mindset model, the five-step framework of the self-coaching model that we use? Listen in on our latest model mastery call. Welcome to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher and current homeschool mom. And even though I've been a resource creator since 2014, I've realized that printables alone aren't all you need in order to thrive as a teacher or homeschool parent. That's why I also created this show and got certified as a life coach to help you finally kick burnout to the curb and feel confident with whatever challenges come your way. With the right mindset strategies and new teaching inspiration, you're going to be well on your way to your best teacher life. Now let's go. Hey friend, I hope you are having an amazing week. I'm looking on the bright side this week. I've been a bit sick. My family's been sick. It's been like, I mean, it was like the flu. My husband got Tamiflu and everything. We're definitely on the mend. Um, But there have also been some amazing things happening. For one, just this weekend, and some of you are going to laugh at me, but I thoroughly enjoyed the real life love story of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. He has an awesome last name, by the way. I just can't get enough. The way she changed the karma lyric to karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Oh, my goodness. And then his reaction, the way he was looking at her with awe and how they were just totally flirting with each other. And then the running and kissing at the end. I swear, if they do get married, I know it's early, but if they do, it is going to be the American equivalent of the royal wedding. I kid you not. But also, I mean, even though we've been sick, we've had some amazing moments. My family this week, my little girl, she has been, and again, this shows that I'm a bit of a Swifty, which I don't usually get too deep into in this podcast. But my husband, he started his Etsy shop, which has been a lot of fun. So we now both run our businesses from home. And he's actually been making these big like lover houses and folklore cabins. If you are a Swifty, you'll know what I'm talking about. She has this big house that's in her lover music video and then this cabin that's in the folklore music video and or well cardigan music video from folklore and in the um eras tour so what my husband has been doing is he's been making with his laser engraver he's also done like you know all these things for our members but now he started his own shop where he's making these big doll houses and they're taylor swift themed and they're so cute i mean you can find his etsy it's called handy randy garage if you're interested But basically what was really cute this week. So my daughter, she like got all her Barbie dolls and one of them was Taylor. She was like playing the Eras tour. It was so cute. And just watching him build his shop has been a lot of fun with us both running our companies. And then my oldest, Parker, he's really getting into basketball and he's been watching the, we live in Utah. So he's been watching the jazz games and having a lot of fun with that. And he started really excited to get started playing himself. So So much fun stuff going on. And last but certainly not least, 
Just last night, I did a live podcast recording with a bunch of you, a bunch of the listeners came into the studio, over 60 of you. And actually, I need to look. There were over 60 at the max amount of time, but I bet if I pulled up the webinar platform and looked at how many of you there were, there were probably like 80 something. Like, so cool. So much fun. By the time you're listening to this, though, you'll be able to go listen to that episode from last week. It was a lot of fun. It was called Bust the Winter Blues. But I'm really pumped about today. Today was actually not planned into my recording schedule. What was planned for this week was an interview with the incredible Sunny Smith. She is a doctor and life coach, and she has participated in scholarly research that shows really a ton of the data behind why coaching works. And I was really excited to show all of that to you guys. But the great news is we're still going to be able to do that later. We're figuring out time to reschedule. And now you are going to get a full coaching call because they didn't have time to plan something else in my recording schedule, especially because I want to practice what I preach. I've been sick and I don't want to add any additional work onto myself. So you are getting this awesome replay of a model mastery call. This happened back on October 18th. And I taught this call Model Masteries, where we really focus on the self-coaching model and learning how to master it and understand it in a deeper way. And we had some amazing breakthroughs on this call. And it was so much fun. And you're going to get to see what it is like to be a member. You'll kind of see like how, you know, if you were there, you'll see how you would be able to actually engage with me and how I was engaging with members in the chat. And um, while on this one, um, we didn't have anybody raise their hand for coaching. That was why I picked this call, actually, because when our members raise their hand for coaching, I really see that as like sacred work. They do get a little bit more vulnerable. So I would not air a coaching, an actual like coaching clip on the podcast without permission from that person. And I just don't want people feeling pressured to um, have it put out there either. So I picked a call that there isn't any of that. There's just like regular chat engagement. But you're going to get to see what it would be like a little bit if you subscribe to our Wife Teacher Mommy Club podcast. So I want to explain the fact that we do have two podcasts to all of you because even sometimes some of our members get confused about this too. So we have two podcasts. The one you're listening to right now is Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast that you can pull up Apple or Spotify and you can just find it. And I release an episode usually just once a week on Tuesdays is what's going on right now. There have been phases where I've done two a week. I'm not sure that I'm going to get back into that at any point just because now I'm doing so much more with the members. So once a week, um, there might be occasional bonus episodes as well. That is what you listen to here where usually I'm here in my studio recording to you and there's not the interaction and engagement on the podcast, on the Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast. And that's the one anybody can listen to for free. You're going to learn so much and get so much value out of listening to this free, amazing, incredible podcast. Now, the other podcast is the Wife, Teacher, Mommy Club private podcast feed. So this, when our members join us inside Wife, Teacher, Mommy Club, they get sent a link to subscribe that is tied to their subscription. So while they're a member, all the coaching call replays and replays to educate and rejuvenate events every session gets put on this private podcast feed. So you can listen to coaching on the go. So even if you can't attend calls live, you're able to listen to the private podcast. So if you miss like back when I did have two podcasts a week, and you're like, man, I really want some more coaching and everything. Joining the club is a great way to do that because you'll get not only the free podcast, like our members continue to listen. It's an amazing compliment to what we do in the club. And then on the private podcast, you get to hear all the coaching and the workshops that dive even deeper into this work. So um, if you are a member, make sure you are subscribed to both. The Wife Teacher Mommy Club podcast is the one it looks like right now as I'm recording. It looks like a cute little notebook page 
This is Wife Teacher Mommy Club private podcast feed. If you do not have the one in your feed, be sure to reach out to us at hello at wifeteachermommy.com and we will help you to find that. And that is, again, if you are a member of our membership, Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Okay, but for all of you today, I'm super excited for you to get the taste of this call and see what coaching workshop is like. So let's dive in and you're going to learn so much more about the model. Welcome, everybody. We're so excited to have you here for Model Mastery today. We are going to be talking all about the self-coaching model today, which we're so excited about. Okay, everybody, let's start our Model Mastery. Okay, so I asked like, if you felt, Mary, it's your first time from Michigan. I'm so glad you're here. This is a perfect first call because on this one, we are going to be really diving in to the model I know Hannah has been with us a bit. She's been learning the model. Hannah's coming on the podcast soon. We're going to get back to you on that. Super excited. Whether you are new or whether you know the model, I feel like you're going to learn something about the model today, about yourself, get some new awareness. Um, so first, first things first, let's talk about what the model is. So it is our self-coaching model. There are five parts to it. And it is what we use to help us understand how our thoughts create our feelings, drive our actions and results. It is a mindset tool. So it is when you look at, it's a top-down approach to understanding ourselves. So there are two different approaches we can look at. We can look at a top-down approach, which is when we see what is going on in our mind and how it's impacting our body with our feelings. And then there's a bottom-up approach as well, which is when you kind of see what's going on in your body, if you're dysregulated with your nervous system, or if you just have strong emotions that you want to process before you get into thinking about it. Um, that would be a bottom-up approach. We're going to talk about that even more next week. In the club, we want to help you get the best, ideal, top, down, and bottom-up approach for you, which is going to look a little bit different for everybody. And we're just here to help you um, get your toolbox and get all the tools that you need to live your best life to handle all of the situations that come up when you're teaching or parenting or whatever in your life. Like this is not just for your teacher life. This is for your whole life. It's for situations, absolutely anything. Um, so first I'm going to write down some letters on the board that help abbreviate each part of the model. So first, I'm going to focus on the first two. And I'm going to stick, okay, there we go. First two parts of the model. Okay, so the C and the T, circumstances and thoughts. Okay, we should be good to go now. Thank you for your patience, everybody. Okay, so I want to talk about these two for a minute before we dive deeper into the model. So um, the difference between our circumstances and our thoughts. So first, our circumstances are completely factual. It's just like what is there. Now, some people, like my mentor, Brooke Castillo, she would even use the word like neutral to describe it because it's like, it's not good, it's not bad because there's no brain to put the meaning behind it yet. It just simply is. It's kind of like that analogy about like a forest, like if no one's there, they're there to hear it. It's kind of like, there's no brain to interpret this. It just is, it's not good, it's not bad. It's just what exists in the world. Now, our thoughts are the stories that we... And even like subconsciously that like our brain is telling ourselves that the sentences that are ruminating or going on in our minds. These are objective, meaning that there's a story behind it. Not everybody would have the same thoughts about something. So I might think like, for example, I think Taylor Swift is the best artist out there. 
It's a pretty popular thought right now. It's not a circumstance, though, because a lot of you might be, oh, I'm just not even a fan of her music, or she's not that great, or this person is just better, or whatever. Um, so that is the thought, right? And it's not a circumstance. It's the uh, meaning that I have put behind it. Um, very <laughs> generic example, right? Um, but the other thing about our thoughts that I don't feel like we've talked about a lot is that our thoughts don't just come from nowhere. So really, we have the circumstances, we have the thoughts. So the thought comes next in the model. But a lot of times when the model is like demonstrated, there's kind of like a line between it or like something here. And what I want to mention is there is something between there in the model. There's actually a few things. So there are, um, we have our thinking patterns that the neural pathways in our brain, the way our brains have been trained to think um, based on context, things like personal experiences, societal norms, things we see on social media, and also our nervous system. I actually had an interview today on the podcast with a nervous system expert. I'm really excited to air that one. Um, it's coming out on Halloween, so be sure to check it out. Um, her name is Leah Davidson. She is also certified through the Life Coach School. Um, but what she taught at our um, professional development for life coaches is that really a big part of what comes between here is the nervous system. We all have a nervous system. We all have heard this before. We know it's like part of our bodies and all the systems that go on. We don't know a lot about it, though, but it is huge when it comes to understanding ourselves and the model. So like there's kind of we want to build a bridge between our understanding of the model in our understanding of the nervous system. Now, we're not getting deep into that this week. We're going to talk even more about that next week. But it's just understanding that our nervous system, we have these imprints. We have things that happen throughout our lives that kind of leave things, like kind of leave these imprints in our brains, in our bodies that like when something similar happens, without us even realizing it, we might be like, oh, that's kind of like when this happened or whatever. We might get into a different state of we're kind of we're either in homeostasis again we're going to talk about this next week um so again there's a lot that goes behind our thoughts is all we need to know today today we're talking about the model but there's a lot that goes on with our thoughts and so when we are observing our thoughts i feel like a lot of people with the model i know some of you here know the model we might tend to use it against ourselves like well why do i just keep thinking this like or why am i thinking this in the first place if i can just change my thought and things can be better like why can't i just do that and it's because we're not meant to just change our thoughts all the time. And the model isn't here to tell us we just have to change our thoughts. It's just a tool to help us understand what is going on. But what happens when we have a thought is there are no transmitters. So we have a thought about something. And then this is when the brain goes down the body. Remember I talked about there's the body that goes up to the brain and then the brain goes to the body. We're talking about the model. So our brain, our thoughts go into our body and it causes a F. Yeah, and guess what the F stands for? Feeling. Yeah, I know there's a delay. So we okay, that would be awkward. So <laughs> I'm going to just put it there. So the feeling, right? So we have a thought and that causes a feeling. Now our feelings are the emotion, the sensations we have inside our body that are caused by our thoughts. So it's not like, oh, I'm super hungry or whatever. Like that's a sensation in your body. But um, this is a sensation like I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling excited or I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling content. I'm feeling proud. Um, any sort of feeling would come from that thought in our minds that we are having. Um, 
But before we get too much deeper into this, I feel like the difference between the circumstances and our thoughts is very important to understand before we get into this. Because what tends to happen, so this is the first type of the model, we tend to say things like, okay, tell me if you've ever said something like this, like these kittens are making me frustrated. Have you ever thought or said something like this, either about your own children or about children in your classroom or about children in the restaurant who are making a lot of noise or something or anything like that? We say, this thing is making me frustrated. We tend to say things like this. But this is where it gets interesting because this is where we're saying that the circumstance is what's causing our feelings. Like these kids, again, their circumstance, whatever they're doing, whatever other people do is a circumstance. We don't have any control over it. So when we say things like this, we are blaming the circumstance for our feelings. But really there's something in between there. We're having a thought that like whatever we're thinking about it, like, I put so much work into this and they don't care or they're not getting it or they're not going to get a good enough score or whatever we might be thinking that's causing you to feel frustrated or this isn't going the way I planned. There's something else there. It's not the kids it's themselves. It's the thought that's making us feel frustrated. So that is just kind of the reason why we really want to get good at identifying the difference between our circumstances and our thoughts. So what I want to do is, and luckily I'm a very fast typer. I'm going to put some statements up here before we move on in the model. And I want you to tell me whether you think that it is a circumstance or a thought. So these students are disrespectful. There we go. Tell me in the chat, is that a circumstance or a thought? So remember, our circumstances are just what, what is happening, neutral. There's no meaning put behind it yet. Um, the thoughts are what we tell ourselves. There's a story behind it. Not everybody would agree on the exact meaning. Mary, perfect. And if Mary's first time here and she got it. So these students are disrespectful. That is a thought, right? We're having the thought that they're disrespectful. The way that we know it's a thought is that somebody else might not think they're being disrespectful. They might just think they're being kids. Or even if you were to say, what does it mean to be disrespectful? We might describe it in different ways. So that is how we know it's a thought. Okay, I'm going to do just a few more before we move on. Okay, I see some already. So that would be a thought, right? That's a thought that, I mean, if you listen to my podcast or I'm going to talk about in my book, it's the thought I've had a lot. Like I'm an anxious person. It's a label we're putting on it, right? You might like in a moment feel anxiety, but calling yourself an anxious person, that is a thought. Okay, let's talk about the next parts of the model. So when we have a certain feeling, so whether that is anxious or sad or excited or proud or happy or um, disappointed, any, like, you know, I love the vocabulary of feelings that we can build. We've had other calls about that, about like vocabulary with our language or building our feelings vocabulary can be super powerful. Um, but when we have a feeling, the important thing is understanding when we feel that way, what actions do we do? And when we're looking at the model, we don't only look at the actions that we are doing when we feel that way. We look at the things that we do and that we don't do. Okay, actions, they're the things we do and the things that we don't do when we're feeling a certain way. Because sometimes when we feel a certain way, it blocks us from the full access to options of what we can do. Um, I'll talk through some examples of this, but sometimes if you're feeling anxious about something, 
then you're like spiraling and you're doing all these things that you're doing. You're maybe not doing something else that might like if you were just feeling curious about it or whatever. And again, this is not to beat ourselves up or saying I'm doing everything wrong. It's to give us awareness about what happens in the moment in time that we are in this model because we can jump models too. Like we're not like, oh, this is me. This is me all the time. I'm stuck here. That's not true. We can. And I mean, again, if you're just regulated, you might be stuck there in a moment, right? But it's not like this is you forever, what I'm saying. Um, so things we do and things that we don't do, those are our actions. And then our actions lead to our results. So what we do, the result of what we do is from our actions. So what tends to happen a lot of times with the model, and sometimes this is even more obvious than others. So if I were to do this on the board, which I'm not, so I didn't have my marker, a lot of times we draw a little arrow from the result up to the thought, because sometimes what we think ends up really mirroring itself in the results. Sometimes it's not as clear. Sometimes it's not exact, but there are times where it really does. And it's super fascinating and super interesting. So now this model, like I mentioned, it's an awareness tool to see how our thoughts are really powerful and can shape our reality. It was created by my mentor, Brooke Castillo. It's basically um, a simple way to understand. In fact, it's, based on cognitive behavioral therapy, but it's just simple enough that really anybody can take this tool and use it themselves. Like what you can do is you can kind of do what I call a thought download where you write down all your thought, like just everything you're thinking. You can pull one of your thoughts and be like, when I think this, what do I feel? What do I do? What's the result of that? Like it's simple enough that as you continue to attend these calls in the club, you'll even be able to start utilizing it yourself and getting some amazing self-awareness with it. Um, Gloria said she has trouble finding the results sometimes. So when you try it yourself and you get stuck, because it is kind of tricky. Like it took me a few years before I felt super confident in the models I could create myself. Um, you can always bring it to a call or I feel like a really underutilized feature in the club right now is that Ask a Coach portal. You can put in like, hey, I started this model. Here was my thought download. Here's the model and started creating. What feedback do you have for me? Like, those are some of my favorite ones to do, right? I mean, and I don't do them all the time. Bonnie is the one who probably does them the most. She's done quite a few calls in here too. Um, but it's a lot, just kind of getting that outside perspective. Because sometimes when you're doing it yourself, it really is hard to get like neutral about it because like it's your thoughts. You are in it. And even me as a coach, like I need help sometimes making my models because like when you're in it, you're like, no, this is a fact. And it's like, well, maybe it's not. And like, you know, somebody else can see that, but you always can't. So, or you can't, but you, not you always can't. That's not true. But sometimes you can't see it is what I meant. Um, so the model is a tool. Again, like I mentioned, we use when we're regulated. We're going to talk about more about when this is a tool you want to use, when you want to use something else first and then come back to the model. Oh, the model is an incredible tool for your toolbox. It is one of my favorites, but we want to make sure we're using it appropriately, which we're going to talk about next week. Um, 
But first, I want to do some models with you. I see that uh, Mary has her hand up. Mary, tell me in the chat, are you wanting to come on and be coached and do a model? Because if so, I'm totally down for that. I have an example we can go through together as well, or we can utilize the chat feature and create some models together, which is a lot of fun. Um, but I love doing models. Like I could just do a model bond. We should do that sometime where it's like, Hey, let's create as many models as we can. Help give us some understanding. Um, oh, Mary, your hand is down now. Okay, no worries. If you want to come on and get coached, you can. Also, the great thing about these model mastery calls is we don't have to bring somebody on. We can also just kind of create as many models as we can using the chat. So one example I have um, that I think will just help us to get some awareness is one that I think I started bringing up at the beginning. Um, this model I always love because I feel like it um, reflects um, this situation a lot of us can relate to because all of us here generally work with kids in some form or another. Well, we have probably the highest percentage of teachers in the club, but we do have a growing number of homeschool parents. I'm a homeschool parent. I've been a teacher. A lot of us are parents and teachers. So these kids are lazy. Let's go with that. So when you think that, let me think that. Let's just pretend you think that. Okay. So think that thought right now. These kids are lazy. What do you think you feel? What do you think we would feel in that moment? Mary said, you can teach me. I will try it. Mary, let's do one of your models next then. I would love to teach you. You can either come on or we can do the chat either way. Um, so these kids are lazy. I would see that frustrated is the most I would probably see the most with this. There are different ones that might come up though, but Let's say we're feeling frustration. Yeah, Brittany says frustration. So these kids are lazy. But yeah, Sarah said frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So these kids are lazy. You feel frustrated. When you're thinking these kids are lazy and you're feeling frustrated about it, what do we tend to do? So we're looking at our actions now. I should, I'm going to like, now that we took off the other part, I'm going to always think on feelings. It's not always frustrated. You know, that's a common one when we're coping. I'm gonna put this here just so we remember actions, results. Okay, so when we're feeling frustrated, what do we tend to do? Mad, upset, those would work too. Annoyed would work too. So um, feelings is really, it's up to whoever the model is actually about. Now we're doing kind of a hypothetical model right now. It's not a specific person. We're just kind of doing a hypothetical one. And the thing I love about this is we can get a little more, um, when we're doing hypotheticals, we can get a little more aggressive. That's not the word I'm looking for, but a little more, like nobody's going to be taking it personally. You know, we can just really get into like explanations behind it and everything. Um, okay, Sarah says, speak aggressively. Yeah. So we might like kind of lash out, uh, especially I feel like with my own kids, which is sad, might be even more so than my students. <laughs> speak aggressively. Um, what has come up before? Stop teaching. Yeah. My, what I've seen is some teachers say before is they'll like have to take a break and sit at their desk, talk to other teachers about it, complaining. Not like, not like, you know, like, what do I do about it? Way, but just like, oh, this is so hard. Like these kids are so lazy, you know? Um, and not, again, like sometimes we need that camaraderie or whatever, right? Like we're not doing this to say, oh, wow, I can't believe she's doing that. Like whoever, the, whoever this hypothetical person is, it's just interesting to see kind of what we do. And might send kids out of the room, um, things like that. 
vent to others, keep doing the same things rather than try something new is what I've seen before. Like people say with this, like when I was like, well, what are you not doing? Because first we look at what are you doing? Like if I'm coaching someone, I'm usually like, what? And we're in the model part of coaching because there are times where we're just like exploring and seeing what's going on. But if we're working on a model, we're like, what are you doing? And then we go, okay, what are you not doing? And she said, well, I'm not trying anything new. This has come up before. But when we see these kids are lazy, and this is my actually wrote about in my book. And when I like wrote the result, I'm like, whoa, that is a bold, that's the word, bold result. Um, the result of this could potentially be, and this is a near one, I am be lazy and I'm currently, and again, I put currently because it's just in this moment, being lazy in my own classroom management practices. Isn't that crazy? Sometimes when we think, oh, they're being so lazy, getting frustrated, then what do we do? We don't show up in the way we want to show up, but maybe we're doing what we're accusing the other person of doing. That tends to happen a lot. And not just like the classroom, but just in life in general. Like we're like, oh, this person, they're doing this or whatever. And then we don't realize that by like kind of putting that out there, we end up kind of doing what we're accusing the other person of doing. So fascinating. And nothing wrong with either person, nothing wrong with the teacher, nothing wrong with the kids. It's just fascinating what our brains do. And does it make sense to all of you? Like this result line that I came up with, it's a very bold one. Sometimes I try to be a little more gentle with it, but since we're going hypothetical and I want to show how it can sometimes mirror what we're thinking, isn't that fascinating? Gloria says, so true. Yeah. Sarah said, no fun things until they get it together. Yeah, that's another thing we put here. No fun things until they get it together. I see some other ones. Lose patience. Yeah, all of these go along with that result, right? Vanessa said yes. So it's fascinating. So fascinating. Okay, does anybody want to do a model together? We can just do it in the chat. Or what is a comment? It doesn't even have to be like, oh, this is a thought and having right at this moment. But what is something that might come up? Like from time to time as you're teaching or parenting or in life, and we can kind of see how in general, we're just doing general models right now that we're doing together. And this one, we're going to come up with the result line together too. I want to help with you through the entire process. I'm not coming up with it this time. We're going to come up with options. So thought, I am a hot mess. That's what we're going with right now. Okay. Feeling. How do we feel when we think we're a hot mess? Let's go with sad. We see a couple of signs. I feel that encompasses. Because we don't always... We've talked about having the language for our feelings. It's kind of like, coaching, we can contradict ourselves a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> but having the language behind your feelings is so powerful. But at the same time, when we're doing a model, sometimes it's just like, you know, it's more about understanding what you're feeling in your body rather than the word itself. So sometimes the word can help describe what is going on in your body better and give some better details to it. But if we're coaching and you say sad and you're able to describe like how you feel about that, like, yeah, that's great. Bad mood, down, yes, yes. All these kind of go into the category of sad. So we'll just go with that. So when we're feeling sad because we're thinking we are a hot mess, what do we do? We might shut down a little bit, but what does that look like? Like when we say shut down, what does that mean? We might hmm, tell me in the chat. <laughs> internalize the very thought yeah we might continue to think negative thoughts about myself 
search for evidence, right? Because when we tell ourselves, our brain likes to be right. Yeah, Hannah says it becomes me. So when we say, I'm a hot mess, then suddenly our brain is like, I'm a hot mess. Let's see all the ways. How am I a hot mess? Like, okay, so we search for evidence of how I'm a hot mess. Withdraw. You might withdraw from your students, from others. Stop and do something else. You might grab a chocolate bar or wine or whatever your thing is. <laughs> right? We might start buffering for emotions, which we've talked about on other calls. So buffering, for those who aren't familiar, it's when we do things to avoid putting our emotions. Um, you might cry. I mean, this is some pretty, pretty deep stuff. So when we're doing all these things, we're feeling sad because we're thinking we're a hot mess. What is the result of that? And this is not one where I would say, I am becoming a hot mess. Like, I would not say that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Use that as an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of being a little dramatic about it, right? We're kind of like, oh, I'm just such a hot mess. But we're not necessarily like, what am I like not looking at? I mean by that because, I mean, okay, let's look at this. I am a hot mess. Like, for one, then is a thought because we kind of know what we... But it's a common phrase, hot mess. So we know like, oh, that kind of means like, you know, we're a little scattered or whatever, but like, you're not a hot mess. You're not like a flaming pile of papers or something. So it's like, we're not getting clear on what you even mean by that. Like what I say about mess, like, well, what is actually the problem here? Like, is there something like, oh, do I just feel like I'm disorganized? Okay, what can I do about it? But when we're thinking that, that's not what we're doing, right? Um... So the result of this is, um, I mean, what I, again, I want you all to practice though, because I feel like it's a good skill trying to think just anything. It can be terrible. Like if you're like, oh, I don't know if this is it. Just put it in the chat. What do you think the result like of doing all these things? What is that the result of doing these things? Like if you are um, internalizing every thought, continuing to think negative things about yourself, Searching for evidence about how you're a hot mess. You were trying. You stop and do everything else. Grab a chocolate bar or whatever. Um, don't try to find the positive. Don't fix it. Use it as an excuse. Cry. Tell it to other people. Don't look for ways you're doing well. Don't look at your wins. Um, discount the positive. Not being proactive about fixing it. Not looking what I mean by that. Yeah, Gloria said, take a breath to regroup. But we're probably not doing that while we're telling ourselves this, right? Like we might do that. We're like, okay, actually, hang on. That's when we're like changing models, right? We might be thinking something else. We're like, take a deep breath. Like, okay, I don't want to keep thinking that. Let's move on to this one. You know, um, adding something else to do. Yeah, so Sarah said, adding something else to do. Yeah, we're kind of continuing. Brittany said, we're continuing the negative cycle, right? Yeah, I love that. So the result is we are, I'm going to just write a few options here. Continuing the negative cycle. Um, I feel like another thing you could do or that another result that we could possibly say is like, I am becoming a person who doesn't give herself any grace. <laughs> like, because again, it doesn't have to exactly mirror it. Like, look at that. You're just like becoming a person who's like so negative about themselves is what happens when you, when you tell this. It's like that vicious spiral that, um, um, yeah, Teresa, negative. I'm, I'm in a negative downward spiral yeah see look how amazing you're all doing so the model is really an art it's not 
I mean, it's like a science, like it's backed by science, but it's also an art. There's no like right or wrong. There's no like, oh no, you got the result wrong. It's supposed to be this. So what the model is for is to give us awareness about feelings, actions. So this is the result of these actions. Now, if you're wanting to figure out how you want to change it, what you would look at is this is your unintentional null model. So this is what is naturally already happening. When you get to the point where before you can change the model, you have to understand and believe the current model. Like you have to like, get, okay, I totally understand how this is happening. You can't still be like, oh, but no, it's the circumstance causing it because then you're not quite ready. Once you kind of get in the mind, like I see this, I have this awareness. Oh my goodness, I want to change it now. What do I do? That is when you do an intentional model. And that is where you leave the seed the same, same circumstance. And then you change the thought. And then you see how that changes the feeling, changes the actions, and changes the results. So, and that is where the result will change. Now the thought, you might be like, oh, I want to change to this thought. Like I just want to like complete 180 it. We can't always do that. Sometimes we have to use like bridge thoughts. Like if your thought is, I'm a hot mess, you might not jump right to, I am incredible. I've totally got this. Everything is amazing. Like you could try doing a model about that, but it might not play out in real time because you don't believe it. So you have to do a thought that you can believe. So you might work your way up. You might be like, I am learning um, or I am doing the best I can, or I am learning that I am not a hot mess. Like, and you might work your way up. And that is how you make the change is with understanding your current model, having so much grace for yourself, getting awareness around it. And then you can use the model to create an intentional one. So unintentional is just what happens. Intentional is you're being intentional about your thoughts. Great question. I love this. So yeah, model, we can use it for unintentional models um, is where we start. That's just where we're gaining awareness. And then we can use the model to work intentionally and there are times where I've even used it backwards. Like, this is the result I want. For example, when I was doing my life coach certification, I worked backwards and I, or like, I had my final call that day. I was so anxious. I'm like, well, I want to pass this final call. So I pass my certification call. And then I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do to do that? How do I need to feel? What do I need to think? So it's like a really powerful tool that we can utilize in so many different ways. And don't feel overwhelmed by it because we will continue to go over it in different calls. We'll explain different ways you can use it. Um, it really is something that you could be studying for years, just like I have been um, and will continue to do. And then adding other tools to your toolbox as well. It's like, okay, I'm going to use the model here, but then here I need to do some other things. I need to get into my body. I need to ground myself, you know? So we are going to be here for you every step of the way, helping you to build your coaching toolbox and we'll be here to coach you and help you learn how you can use the tools in your day-to-day -day life as well okay well that was so much fun i will see you all next week and in the facebook group thank you for listening to wife teacher mommy the podcast be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And to make your podcast experience even more personalized, I'd love to send you a custom podcast playlist of my top recommended episodes for you that I think will be the most helpful based on where you are in your journey. Simply go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz and answer a few simple questions. It'll take less than two minutes and you'll have your custom playlist sent your way. 
Plus, you'll get updates when we release new episodes and get an exclusive clip from a coaching call sent to you every single week. So you'll get even more free content to help you live your best life. You've got nothing to lose. So what are you waiting for? Go to wifeteachermommy.com slash podcast quiz now.